0: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Karrion Cross opens up on his WWE run, plus a top Raw star quietly turns face. Whilst another turns heel, I guess. And a top AEW tag team wanted to kick the shit out of a WWE producer. For Wednesday, December the 29th, 2021, this is your Cultaholic Wrestling News. Let this be a warning. That no matter where the time is told, in the end, everybody... My word that someone would suffer. Charlie and is the new NXT champion. Tuesday is coming. God help the obstacle. One of the of all time with a few tricks up his Hardy indeed just the Monday night of cross it is a conversation that we as wrestling fans have waited for for quite some time carrion cross and Scarlett were guests on oral sessions with Renee Paquette, and they have discussed their WWE run. This was the one that saw, of course, Cross and Scarlett as this apocalyptic duo on NXT, and then we saw Carry and Cross without Scarlett become Weird Man with a Helmet on Monday Night Raw, that lost a couple of matches, then vanished forever. So. Cross left and Scarlet left nothing to the imagination in this interview. On the new look that Carrie and Cross got on Raw, Cross, now known as Killer Cross, said, I got an email with what it was supposed to look like. The helmet and such. Apparently the music was supposed to change, the entrance was supposed to change, and it was supposed to be an enhanced version. When I saw the picture of it, I showed it to Scarlet, and I just started laughing. I said I can be comfortable wearing this, but it's not going to get over in 2021. He then talks about the match, the infamous match that he had against Jeff Hardy that saw within less than two minutes Karrion Cross lose to Jeff Hardy. He said, when I went up, they asked me to do the match with Jeff and put him over. I was like, sure, that's fine. I grew up a fan of Jeff and getting to meet him. And him being cool was an awesome experience. He is literally one of the coolest people I've ever met. And that's fine. One of the agents came to me and was like, there's a long-term plan for this. So don't sweat it and don't worry. Okay, cool. I do my entrance. We get out there. The ref comes to me and goes, hey, your 10-minute match is down to 90 seconds. First time we're working on television, we don't really know each other in the ring, our rhythm, and they come back from commercial, and I'm trying not to laugh. If you go back and watch, I'm smiling, closed mouthed, trying to hold it back. As soon as Jeff got in the ring, I snatched him and called what we needed to do, and that was it. We've seen the video online of Karrion Cross laughing as Jeff Hardy's music plays, smiling and laughing as Jeff's music plays. And everybody went, oh, he's even happy to hear no more words again. Jeff Hardy's theme music. Not the case at all. He was smiling and laughing because he knew that something was going to be up. And it's something that he kind of saw coming, which we will get to in a moment. Now, he describes his feelings post-call-up from NXT to Raw. And Karrion Cross says, My intuition was telling me everything was off and it felt wrong. And I felt something bad was coming four months before it happened. But everyone I talked to was like, no, everyone loves you. There are no problems. But I felt it coming. I tried to, as professionally, politely as I could, talk to people in the chain of command and be a good sport. Scarlett Bordeaux, in the interview as well, talks about the plans that WWE had for her and why they didn't end up going ahead. She said, I was having matches before Raw and SmackDown because they wanted me to wrestle. After the second match, everything was going great. Then I get home and I look in the mirror and I'm like... One of these doesn't look like the other, and referencing her breasts on this occasion. Uh, she then talks about how she, in just those couple of matches of the dart variety that she had, she suffered an implant injury. She said, I wrestled Shotzi Blackheart both times. Nothing with the busted implant was her fault. I don't know what happened. I could have just been falling forward. People I have talked to about it say it how often it happens. Even when I went to a doctor, they're like, yeah, we've done a lot of the girls, done a lot of these for the girls, whoever has implants. It wasn't a big secret. I wasn't afraid to talk about it, but I was told it's probably better if you don't tell anyone what happened, but I'm not embarrassed by it. The next day was NXT and I immediately go to medical and they're like, yes, one of your boobs is totally gone. I was like, I can get the surgery and I can manage and be ringside. That's no problem. I just can't wrestle right away. The plan was, I guess, Scarlet continues, was for me to wrestle. So they're like, when you're totally clear, you're going to wrestle. They scrapped all the managing stuff at that point. So I was just sitting at home for the last four months, just waiting and then of course the inevitable happened and Scarlet and Karrion Cross were both released in November Scarlett said she had an idea this would happen quote we were also ready when we signed up for WWE we were trading creative freedom to finally be able to have a steady income we got our house because of WWE and we're so grateful to even have jobs during the pandemic when people we knew I had family members who lost their jobs people who were struggling on the independent scene we were so grateful for anything we were given. to so we try to take that perspective no matter what. It's not our money, no matter what, we're just going to make the best of whatever it is. On the difference between Raw and NXT, Karrion Cross said, as it was explained to me, it was two separate entities. NXT couldn't interfere or expand or be involved for anything going on with the main roster from a creative standpoint. With the transition, there was nothing that could be done. They just said, ask lots of questions. Scarlett added to this, it is very much two different brands. We were ready for it. We were confident in our abilities, promo work and wrestling. We could get anything they give us, over and hearing all that is it's heartbreaking when we know that now both of them are no longer part of the company despite the fact they were ready to play the games but an amazing insight from carrion cross and scarlet into their now seemingly ill-fated wwe run you can listen to the whole interview on oral sessions with renee paquette it's a really really fascinating discussion waller Thanks for dropping by the show last night. Monday Night Raw. You got some attention, didn't you? That's what you wanted. Except the problem is you got the wrong kind of attention. You see, I'm gonna be at NXT next week. It's time to put up or shut up, kid. I'll see you at New Year's Evil. Wait, did you just hear what AJ Styles said? Yes, I did. You do not deserve a title match. The only thing you deserve is a beating with that right hand. Bro, what are you serious? I can't. I couldn't sit back and watch you disrespect my MSK bros. I had to dial back in. And I gotta let some piece of Austrian Euro trash talk to my friends like that. So how about this, Walter? Next week, New Year's Evil. Kind of a big deal. But let's make it an even bigger deal, bro. Why don't the three stallions, and I'm not talking about you guys. I don't sell an NSK take on you and your doom squad with six man tag next week on New Year's Eve, bro. What about that, dude? Is that what you want? Hmm? Is that what you really want, your at nerd? You got it. Imperium accepts your challenge. We're not in this for ourselves. We're in this for the greater good. And we're going to expose you. For what you are, a bunch of showmen. NXT New Year's Evil shaped up yesterday on NXT. And we've got some major Raw stars coming along next Tuesday to be a part of the first NXT of the brand new year. As you heard just there, Matt Riddle making an appearance. Sorry, we're not calling him Matt anymore, are we? Riddle is set to make an appearance. He has been the shaman for MSK, and he is going to be teaming up with them to face Imperium, Marcel Barthel, Fabian Eichner, and returning to in-ring televised action, at least, Walter, a six-man tag set for New Year's Evil, featuring Raw's riddle and the former NXT UK champion, Walter. Also, AJ Styles has announced that he is going to be in attendance at new year's evil as he and grace and waller continue to find themselves at loggerheads now he hasn't said he's going to be competing per se but he is going to be making his way back to the nxt 2.0 arena to be a part of the show maybe something physical with grace and waller i guess We will find out. It is part of a show that also sees the North American champion Carmelo Hayes facing the Cruiserweight champion Roderick Strong in a match to unify both titles. Mandy Rose facing Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade in a triple threat match for the Women's Championship. And Tommaso Ciampa putting the NXT title on the line against Braun Breaker. NXT New Year's Evil goes down next Tuesday. And all the results from last night's NXT are available at cultaholic.com A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. AJ Styles and Omos started a feud the other week, didn't they? Uh, we didn't see that really play out on Raw last, on Monday night rather. And PW Insider have given us a little update on this. Since we have gotten a number of emails, say PW Insider, asking about the AJ Styles versus Omos feud, PWinsider.com checked into this. Going forward in WWE storylines, AJ Styles is now a babyface, according to several WWE sources, which explains why he was wrestling Apollo Crews last night on Raw. Omos is somehow still a heel, despite the initial breakup between he and Styles, tilting in the exact opposite direction. Omos versus Styles was advertised for last night's Raw, but did not happen, which we'll get to in a moment. PW Insider reported last night when Omos actually left Detroit before Raw went on the air. He and Styles wrestled for the first time on the 26th of December at Madison Square Garden. Styles winning via DQ after pulling the old Eddie Guerrero trick to make the referee believe that Omos had assaulted him with a chair. Now, as it pertains to Omos, as it was mentioned there, PW Insider did some research into sort of what was meant to happen since AJ Styles was on Raw. Omos was in Detroit and then wasn't. So he was not backstage. PW Insider did reveal that he had arrived in Detroit, Michigan earlier that day. However, multiple sources had confirmed he left Detroit and flew home before the taping. Omos was scheduled to wrestle AJ Styles on Raw this past Monday. He and Styles wrestled the Madison Square Garden show and they were set to continue that work on Monday night. We don't know the details as to why Omos flew home. We know that a lot of WWE stars uh, were staying away from the show uh, as a result of COVID precautions. Uh, A few of them after being diagnosed with COVID, a few just wanting to stay on the sidelines or being asked to stay on the sidelines ahead of WWE Day 1. Whether Omos was part of that, we don't quite know the details of. So, I mean, in terms of the Omos and AJ Styles feud, don't be surprised if it's just simply never mentioned again. Like, now they just move on. Because the plan was, the reason that this happened so quickly between AJ Styles and Omos was because they wanted Omos... And AJ to get that rivalry done and dusted because there were big plans for the first quarter of 2022 with them, and it would be in keeping with sort of how WWE runs the business that they would just at this point go right, that's done, forget about it, let us move. On. We have an update on the Pro Wrestling Tees data breach. So it was on December the 18th that it was reported that Pro Wrestling Tees uh, had suffered a data breach. They issued a statement saying they were made they were made aware. Of the breach of data that meant that credit card details of customers were compromised on November the 1st, 2021. Now, in this statement, they encourage customers to enroll in a free IDX identity protection service providing a website website specifically related to Pro Wrestling Tees. So, you can basically, this is them saying if you feel like you may have been affected or you know you've been affected, there's an identity protection service that may be able to support you from here. Now, however, new information from the Office of Maine Attorney General states that not only were 31,000 people affected by the data breach from Pro Wrestling Tees, but the data breach did not occur on November the 1st. The data breach occurred on April the 1st of of this year. Pro Wrestling Tees didn't discover the breach until November, but it had been in place since April. Now, when previously asked why they didn't notify those affected before the December statement was mailed to customers, Pro Wrestling T simply said the reason was that the data breach was part of an active federal investigation with law enforcement agencies. And once a federal investigation has been completed, there will be a list compiled of only those who were affected by the breach. And that list... Uh, was handed off to data breach notification companies to send out letters to those who had been affected. There has been a lot of fire towards pro wrestling tees for the way in which this whole legal issue was handled, and it continues to do so, but as it stands now, because of the sheer amount of people affected and the the length of time involved, it has now become a federal investigation. I'm going to fight this guy. Said Cash Wheeler from FTR. When talking about a WWE producer. Let me tell you the story here. FTR uh, were on the Elite POV. And they talked about a Greensboro memory. Uh, As AEW visited the area for Holiday Bash. They had a a reflection on a WWE show in Greensboro. They said, we were in Greensboro. And I walked by this area. And I remember, oh, this is the room where a producer in WWE said something to Cash. Says Dax Wheeler. He got so mad and he came to me and he was like, I'm going to fight this guy. And I said, all right, let's do it. We both waited. And when we got done filming, we were going to beat the shit out of him. He kept filming forever. And we were like, ah, whatever, said Dax. Cash then said, we waited for like 30 minutes. I was determined to catch him. Cash finished this off by saying he was purposely trying to stay busy as possible. He knew I was going to kill him. I need more details. I think we all need more details on what this WWE producer did to, to incur the wrath Of FTR in Greensboro. That's a story I do believe. For another time. So much going on. On the Cultaholic YouTube channel. Over the Crimbo Limbo period. Obviously. Uh, You may have seen we've got loads of wonderful videos going on the YouTube channel right now, including since a few people asked for it, my episode of Desert Island Graps went live on Christmas Day. And I want to say a very special thank you to Adam Pacitti for organising my good lady, Alex Booth, to be the host of that very show. Uh, Alex did a wonderful job hosting Desert Island Graps. I revealed the three matches that I would watch While stranded on a desert island. That's on the YouTube channel and the podcast feed right now. Check out Jack and Ross with a tier list of the Raw roster for this past year. There have been some stars in amongst the Monday Night Wrestlings. Take a look who they think are the real standouts on the YouTube channel now. Plus, Ross is answering more of your biggest assumptions about Cultaholic, and we deal with some heavy things in this particular one. And we get together with Judge Ross, do Andrew, Adam, and I, to return to the Terror Dome as we book the best ending to Roman Reigns' WWE Universal Championship reign. The creative minds are at work, as are some dark forces, at youtube.com forward slash Cultaholic. I will speak to you tomorrow. Don't forget to join us. Love you. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.